You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. In my lifetime, I expect to see three, four, perhaps even more women on the high court bench. Women not shaped from the same mold, but of different complexions. Welcome back, everybody. I guess we should probably start with that since we're now recording. Welcome back to United States of Women for our sixth episode. Our sixth episode. Okay. I can count. (laughs) Um, So we want to begin by prefacing this one. Mm -hmm. Um, As you may be able to tell from our voices. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) We're both white. Yes. Now, we both happen to be women, but we're both white. Mm-hmm. And although we did some of these episodes earlier this year, a lot's changed in 2020. Mm-hmm. And as with always, we're ever growing and learning. Yes. Um, so today's episode is about Pauline Young, is the woman that I wanted to focus on. And mm-hmm. like Mary... And Shad Carey, um, she is an African American woman. And with all the changes this year, with the wonderful BLM movement that is, yeah, and showcasing a lot of the brutalities and racism that we still have today against African Americans, and, and the focus on diverse voices and mm-hmm. diverse um, stories, I got I got a little hesitant. Mm-hmm. Obviously. It would be amazing to hear black women talk about amazing black women. Um, and Jessica and I talked about it uh, and decided, while well, we are probably not the best voice. Mm-hmm. Actually, we're certainly not the best voice. No. We hope that it's still better than no voice. So I'm going to do my best to give... The true amount of honor due to Mrs. Young, Miss Young, um, for all of her amazing contributions to history, and we will continue to try and come up with ways to be even better voices. So, if you have a suggestion, if you have a thought, by all means, share it with us. Mm-hmm. Um, we are always looking to be better and do better. Yep. Um, it is really hard. As somebody that goes through, like, being a historian, a lot of history is written from the wrong point of view, Yeah, too. So, it's not written by the actual people. It's written by people, you know, it's like, like a lot of our history books are written by white men. And it's written in a black and white sort of fashion that yeah, ignores a lot of the diversity or pushes aside diversity, which is why we have the problems that we have today. So, yeah. so with... With those caveats, with that precedent, um, I'd like to get into the amazing Pauline A. Young, uh, who was born on August 17th, 1900, mm-hmm. and she was originally born in, she was, well, originally born, huh? she was born in Medford, Massachusetts, to James Ross Young and Mary Leela Young. Mm-hmm. Now... Her father, James, was an exceptional caterer. 
he was well-renowned, well-known as a caterer in Massachusetts. She had multiple siblings, but when she was still a child, her father, James, passed away. So they moved, her mother moved her and her siblings to Wilmington, Delaware, to be closer to her family. Okay. Now, the really interesting part is Pauline Young is the niece to Alice Dunbar Nelson, who in her own right was an amazing... Uh, poet, journalist, and political activist. Okay. Um, I want to talk briefly about Alice only because, again, I had to pick and choose so we can't include everybody. Mm-hmm. And Alice had such a great, Pauline herself talks about having Alice having such a great impact on her mm-hmm. that I think it's important. So Alice Dunbar Nelson was one of the first generation born free in the South after the Civil War. Okay. And she was a prominent African-American involved in the artistic um, flourishing in the Harlem Renaissance. Okay. Okay. And her first husband was Paul Lawrence Dunbar, the poet. Mm. African-American poet. Um, And she was then later married to Henry A. Callis. So Alice Dunbar Nelson lived in Wilmington, Delaware. And Pauline was raised by her mother, her grandmother, and Alice. Um, she attended Howard High School, mm-hmm. which was the only school to accept black students in all of Delaware. So yeah. every African-American student uh, in Delaware had to be bused to Wilmington for school. Oh, gosh, gosh. Alice and uh, Pauline's mother, uh, Mary, both taught at Howard High School as did Alice's second husband. So, whole family, very much into education. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pauline talks, uh, Pauline would reminisce uh, during her lifetime about her childhood home, because the house was located on um, one of the Underground Railroad stops, and served as a hotel for African-American writers that would be coming through town um, because they couldn't find other hotels. So as a child, she was, she met uh, several influential activists and writers, including W.E.B. Du Bois Mm -hmm. and James Weldon Johnson, just to name a few. So she, she got activism very quickly. Um, (laughs) In fact, she actually became a member of the NAACP at the age of 12. Wow. Yeah. So she... And the NAACP would have been, like, kind of sort of just starting around then? Because it was, yes. like, early 1900s they started, right? Correct. So she was she was a, an original member at the age of 12. Awesome. And she would later go on to serve as the secretary for the Delaware chapter and the president of the Wilmington, Delaware branch, wow. as well as the chairman of the Delaware education branch. Mm-hmm. So she served in the NAACP up and down the uh, administrative rungs throughout her entire life. She mm-hmm. was an 
active activist um, and advocate for uh, equal rights. She received her bachelor's degree in education from the University of Pennsylvania in 1921. She then went on to earn a master's degree in library sciences at Columbia University. Okay. During her education, and for a total of 36 years, she taught and then served as the librarian at Howard High School uh, from 1919 to 1955. Also during that time, she taught at the University of Southern California, Mm -hmm. and she was the press part of the press staff for the Tuskegee Institute in Alabama. So an active writer, active journalist, active educationer. Yes. Um, she has just a huge list of writings um, and honors throughout her life. I can't even begin to write the entire list. Um, But she wrote for multiple multiple journals Mm -hmm. and organizations, including the local papers such as the Baltimore Afro-American, the Wilson Bulletin for Librarians, the Journal of Negro Negro History. (laughs) She also wrote for publishing companies such as Random House, Britannica, and the News Journal Company, advocating for black correspondence and representation. Her activism didn't stop with the NAACP. She served as a volunteer with the United Services Organization and the Mm -hmm. Wilmington City Council on Youth. Also in connection to last week's episode, she was a member uh, and heavily involved in the League of Women Voters. Yay! As well as the American Federation of Teachers and the Association for the Study of Afro-American Life and History. She was a lifetime member there. When she retired... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, she retired in 1955. Okay. She then went on to teach in 1962 for the Peace Corps in Jamaica. Ooh, that's nice. Yep, and she served as the librarian for the Jamaican Scientific Research Council. Ooh. You know, because Cause that's what you do when you retire. I feel like that's a typical like educator's retirement, though, yeah. is to just continue... To teach somewhere to else. To teach somewhere else. Yeah, uh, as opposed to when I think of grandmothers retiring and baking cookies and knitting things. It's like, nope, nope, nope. I retired to move on to more activism and more contributions, Mm -hmm. which is fantastic. Pauline then went on to participate in the 1963 March on Washington after meeting Martin Luther King Jr. And she joined him for his March for Equality from Selma to Montgomery on its last day. She became the founder of the Delaware Fellowship Commission after the marches. I feel like being an educator just kind of leads you to wanting to be an activist, though. Yeah. Because really, just even myself as a daycare teacher, I am taught to be an activist. I have to um, be the voice for children that don't have voices within politics or anything like that. And just also just seeing when you're an educator, you see so many 
people at so many different stages of their lives and so many like different from your life that it's hard to not be empathetic to him to them it's hard to not put yourself in their shoes it's like hard to not care about people in general when you're an educator yeah so well and and i think that those feelings are really what drove this delaware Mm -hmm. fellowship commission um which was organized to promote better racial religious and nationality understanding Mm -hmm. pauline served as a founder uh the secretary and chairman of the hospital committee And that particular committee specifically fought against segregated and discriminatory hiring practices and fought for equal opportunity in training of nurses. Okay. Uh, she She once said that she fought for civil rights and against the oppressor's corporate management. (laughs) Which I really, I, I, that lines spoke to me when i when mm-hmm. i was reading quotes from her and and her biographies and those things just the the clarity mm-hmm. as as an educator that racism is institutional not just people and that a lot of it has to do with the corporate management structure so yes that was the part that i found really interesting um I also really appreciated her motto, I stay mad and I am damn mad at any injustice. Yes. Which I liked. <laughs> That's a good motto to like. Quite, quite a bit. Um, and I think it applies mm-hmm. all over the place. So with all of her writing, um, the biggest piece um, was due to her collection of history memorabilia. Mm -hmm. So what made Pauline Young, what set her apart from others who did a a massive amount of amazing amazing work, the the reason I chose her over others, is in fact she had a lot of foresight. So she began in 1920. Okay, so she was 20 years old, fresh out of college. Mm -hmm. She began collecting anything and everything that had to do with black history specifically related to Delaware. Awesome. She documented black family histories for everybody she came across. She just, she stated when asked about her collection, she said, I just started saving whatever I could get my hands on. Mm -hmm. She collected so many pieces of history that in fact... After she completely retired from public life, students still came to her for sources and information on black history. They ended up, uh, in fact, at Howard High, renaming the library in her honor uh, as the Pauline A. Young Memorabilia Room because she donated her entire collections to the high school. Is that collection still there today? Do you know? To the best of my research, it is. Awesome. And it contains over 40 years from her specific collection and even more of black history in the state of Delaware. So she just collected anything and everything. Mm -hmm. And by all accounts, she was a true librarian in that if she didn't have the answer for you, she knew exactly (laughs) where to send you. Um, The... 
the comment in a lot of different articles was that her memory only failed her once when she was on the game show Tic Tac Doe, which I had to look up. I I'd never heard about it. It's kind of like a Jeopardy thing. Fun. Um, Tic Tac Doe. Where she did not register the character for an old nursery rhyme. <laughs> and I was like... You know, if that's where your memory fails you, I feel like that's okay. There's a lot of characters in Nursery Rhymes, I know. <laughs> so, uh, but Young uh, stated that she became an avid collector of African Americana because she was determined that her collections should be used as a springboard for serious research into black history and culture. Yes. I was fully stunned by that. Um, in fact, she was a contributing author to Henry Clay Reed's three-volume Delaware, A History of the First State, published in 1947. Mm-hmm. She is, and she is credited with writing the chapter, The Negro in Delaware, Past and Present. So the entire section for okay. that, because... Um, it's a three-volume set. Okay. So she has that entire section, in, and she is named as a contributing author. Um, I tried to get my hands on it. <laughs> Turns out it's not super easy to find, and you have to buy, like, the whole three-volume set. I imagine. It's very, very specific-centered, so it'd be... Yeah. It's... So I was not able to read that particular piece if... Somebody else can find it out there for me. I yes. would love to read it, um, but I, I truly found that that fascinating. The power of literacy is really what I think this episode should be. Titled. Literacy, education, wanting to protect history, protect culture, is a big thing too. Um, I just, and I think my biggest recommendation to like anybody in general is just take a history class in about a culture that you don't know anything about kind of thing. Like just learn about other cultures more than your own. Exactly. So, and then I, cause I didn't know how to put these in here in, in her very serious history, but they were just some facts that I came across that I was like. That's completely amazing. I think everybody should know these, you know, because you have, you know, your very serious historical characters, and, and clearly Pauline is, is among them, mm-hmm. you know, with all of her, her activities. So some of the interesting facts is <laughs> she, it is claimed that when she returned to Wilmington after college, she did so driving a Model A to show off how much of a cosmopolitan she'd become. I mean. (laughs) That she was an avid traveler, including visits to Egypt, the Soviet Union, and Germany in 1936 to see the Olympics, where she watched Jesse Owens win his gold and break the records, um, where she ended up meeting him. She is claimed to play... Contract bridge, which I have, I had no, I have no idea what that is. Contract bridge, huh? Yep. She was a Dodgers fan, for those right. of you who are sports fanatics. And she apparently described her bowling game as pretty good. 
<laughs> she had a pretty good polling game. Yep. <laughs> Interesting facts about her. Um, she then also, in her uh, 40s, took flying lessons. All right. She determined that she should learn how to fly a plane, which I, I fully support, and I don't think you're ever too old to learn, learn anything now. Uh, like her aunt, she was a member of the Delta Sigma Theta sorority, and she was a charter member member of the Gamma chapter at the University of Pennsylvania, where she studied. Okay. Okay. So I just those were some of those like interesting facts that I'm like, you should know, but they but don't, you don't quite fit mm-hmm. in this very serious, you know, activist and educator, but. You know, nobody but can then, serious 100%. I would say, like, though, being an activist or anything or educator, like, isn't your only definition of a person, though. Like, you can have these yeah. quirks and, like, you can have these absolutely awesome educator, but she had to brag off that she had a model, like, model A. Like, that's just, that's more me. Like, it's like, yeah, that's no. great. So I'm like, I'm like, they have to be included in here, but, like, I don't really know where in. Where to break it up? So I'm, I'm just like, I'll we'll just discuss all, things, all the fun things at the end. All the fun things that so. involved in her life, learning how to fly. And- <laughs> so uh, Pauline A. Young passed away on June 26th, 1991, just shy of 91 years old. Hmm. So that is Pauline A. Young, a the niece of Alice Dunbar Nelson. Both amazing activist women in their own rights mm-hmm. and proud uh, citizens of Delaware. So I, I think they are both fantastically awesome. Yes. Um, more educators. More educators. More educators. More educators. Educators will change the world if we just give them the support to be able to do it, and you know <laughs> the money, and like actually, you know, education's important. Yeah. <laughs> so that is. Pauline A. Young. Um, so, of course, as with all of Delaware's lovely women, I found her originally in the Delaware Women's Hall of Fame, Yay. in which she was inducted. I did. Her Wikipedia page is really fantastic, um, as is Alice Dunbar Nelson's, which is where I pulled most of the Alice Dunbar Nelson uh, information. Mm-hmm. And then the University of Delaware, uh, Judith Y. Gibson did an article, Mighty Oaks, Five Black Educators, um, and Pauline is in there among, with Alice Dunbar, uh, Dr. W.C. Jason, George Anderson Johnson, and Edwin B. Krauss. Okay. I knew I was going to butcher that last name. Oh, no. Um, as well as uh, the University of Delaware's Pauline A. Young collection has a wonderful biographical note on her, uh, along with Paul Lawrence Dunbar and Alice Dunbar uh, as part of that collection, which uh, Pauline collected a number of pieces for that collection as well, part mm-hmm. of the Dunbar-Nelson collection. Mm. Uh, and then the... Delaware.gov Black History Month Spotlight article, uh, including an article on uh, Pauline Young and the University of Delaware's uh, separate biographical note on uh, Pauline Young herself. 
uh, for the Pauline A. Young Residency, which is a uh, program uh, librarian uh, residency at the University of Delaware that is named in her honor. Oh. So that is where I received, where I was able to find most of my information. I highly recommend everybody go through and check that out. There's so much more about Pauline than I could get into this episode. So with that, Jessica, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter as JM Bailey writes. And if you want to let me know about any other um, famous, unknown famous women uh, mm-hmm. throughout history, give us a shout out. I'm uh, You can find me with, at Geek Elite Media, our Facebook page forward slash Geek Elite Media. Archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts can be found at geekeletemedia.com. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so that hopefully we can get more stories about some of these amazing women out into the world and spur on interests in more research. Mm -hmm. So until next time, this is the United States of Women of the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast. 